Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys yeah. to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. I crossed up by Kobe. Well, floated Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers, but I, but I hold on, fun. But I didn't make my. I didn't make I said Denver's gonna win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Attention all basketball fans. CMG Sports presents the Posting Up Podcast, where Lucas Boldick, Sean Scanlon, and King Zay discuss the latest news and topics throughout the NBA. So, if you have a love for basketball, make sure you check out the Posting Up Podcast, live every Tuesday and Saturday on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also available for download on every podcast platform. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to John about the G-Men, the Giants football podcast. I'm joined by Joe Guire, Sean Scanlon, I'm Big Jace as always. And boy, oh boy, we got another good week. Giants get the dub against the Panthers. The best game of the Giants so far this year. I mean, just dominant defensively. I mean, offensively, being able to move the ball, putting Graham Gano in positions to get those field goals. And I, I I, think, I mean, I've been harping on Jason Garrett all year, but he has played, I mean, this was one of his best coach games. I mean, you saw the aggressiveness. You saw, I mean, that, that little trick play with the pass to Daniel Jones. Going for it early uh, on fourth and goal, setting up for a safety for the Giants. And then also, I mean, just opening up the playbook, more designated runs for Daniel Jones. I mean, there was also like some op- more options, speed options with a pitch. I mean, it, it it looked really, really good. And coming out of it, I mean, we lost Jabril Peppers for the rest of the season, which sucks. But, Joe, how does this change your outlook of the Giants after this big win? I think this is the best win that the Giants have had since sometime in 2016 when they bought a whole bunch of guys and turned their fortunes around for one season. Look, 7 of 16 on third down. They held the Panthers to 2 for 15. Lots of pressures, lots of hurries, six sacks, a turnover. Only two three and outs by the offense, one going in a halftime. Don't really count that one. They won the time of possession. was almost 35 to 25. These are all things I've been saying all season. If, if you can... If you can flap all those around, which they did in this game, that's an easy win. But here's the other thing. To counter counter a little bit what you said, they had that 75-yard drive. Otherwise, 
No other drive went for more than 40 yards. 3.3 yards per carry, just four and a half yards per play. You got to do a little bit better than that. I do agree. Listen, Jason Garrett should be proud of himself. This was the best thing he's done. And I don't just mean the reverse. Utilizing Daniel Jones' skill set, I said earlier in the week on Keys to the City, look, this guy is very similar in skill set, maybe not creativity, as Lamar Jackson. You got to tap into that and let Daniel Jones play. The other thing is, you'll see what kind of creator he is if you really open up this playbook. And 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 I thought that was great. The 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 runs for the, 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 dude. That's what this guy's good at. Use it. The other thing is, look, this defense was great. Obviously, the loss of Peppers. You add that to Martinez, and, you know, again, these guys are playing for their lives, doing the best they can. Do have to also factor in the fact that Sam Darnold uh, looked like garbage, and uh, that's been about a four-week straight thing there, so that certainly helped. Uh, I love Aziz Ojolari. This guy is every single week, man, just getting better. Two and a half sacks, four quarterback hits. I, th- I I was so satisfied with this win. I think if the Giants could play like this all season and just score another touchdown or two, they can they could be in any game. Whether they can pull them off remains to be seen, but this is the kind of performance you're looking for, and this is so- something I think, Sean, that this team could really build off of. Definitely. I mean, this was definitely the best, you know, all around team win. Um, you you get it from all three phases. Like you said, Graham Gano wins special teams player of the week and the defense really showed up. Uh, they get an interception, James Bradbury with the pick off Sam Darnold. Uh, the pressure was amazing all day. They got pressure from different places. Jabril Peppers came in with a sack. You mentioned Aziz Ojolari, who, you know, in the first three games, he had three sacks, kind of quiet the last couple of weeks. But I think this is his big breakout game where he could really build on this. Uh, you know, five and a half sacks through seven games is on pace, you know, the close to 12 or 13 sacks in, in his rookie season, which would be tremendous. Uh, Leonard Williams had a really good game, uh, not just, you know, in the passing game, but also in, or pass rushing, but in the run game as well. So, the, I mean, this is the defense that we expected coming into this year, you know, complimentary football with the secondary playing well, um, you know, them getting some uh some pass rush finally, uh, which is nice to see. So, I mean, if they can continue to build off this, obviously you guys mentioned Jabril Peppers being out uh, kind of hurts. But I, I think that, you know, they have good pieces there, obviously, with Ojolari. Uh, Xavier McKinney's been playing really well. Uh, the guys that we paid a lot of money to, you know, with Bradbury, Williams, and Adore Jackson, they've had a rough start to the season, but they're finally starting to come into their own. So if, these, if this defense can play as well as they did this week, then I, I think it's definitely something that, they could build upon, and uh, I think that they could start to win some games. And the offense, you got a point? Yeah, your guy, Dexter Lawrence, he takes a lot of heat for being a first-round pick. I thought this was one of his best games, too. He was um, he was all over the place. I, I thought he played great, too. I, and, you know, he's one of those in the meme about all the Gettleman's mistakes. They mentioned getting a nose tackle in round one. They don't say who it was, and then they, they don't account for him playing the way he's been playing especially in this game. And then on to that point, they also say drafting a running back second. Don't say it's Saquon. You know what I mean? Like, it, it matters who it was. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's hard to fault a guy for picking a generational talent at two, no matter what position it is. Let's be honest. Yeah. 
I, yeah, Dexter Lawrence did play well, but uh, the only reason I didn't bring him up is because he's he's had an upsetting season too so far this season. But he did play well against the Panthers. I'll, I'll definitely give him that. And then uh, offensive side of the ball, I mean, I, I get where you're saying that you want them to score more points, but also, I mean, Daniel Jones really didn't have anyone to work with. I mean, he's out his top three receivers. He's out Saquon. Andrew Thomas is out. So, I mean, for what they do, for what they did against the Panthers defense, obviously, you know, the Panthers have been struggling lately, but I don't think it's entirely because of that defense. I think it's because Sam Darnold has kind of, you know, come back to earth a little bit. The Panthers defense is still solid and they held up. Uh, good against two pass rushers and Brian Burns, Hassan Reddick. You know, they didn't really get much pressure all day. When they did, Daniel Jones stepped up in the pocket and found, you know, plays downfield. So Daniel Jones, I, I thought he did a, a tremendous job for what he's working with. Um, obviously, it's not his best game of the season, but I think for the circumstances that he was working with, it's definitely one of his best. So uh, a great, great win to hopefully, you know, uh, stack some more wins upon. Obviously, we have a tough matchup with the Chiefs, but the Chiefs haven't been the, the same old Chiefs this year. And uh, Patrick Mahomes obviously turning the ball over a lot, and they have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. So uh, you never, you never know. Yeah, I, I agree, Tony. He's Daniel Jones really was out there with a bunch of JV. nice profile picture there, Tony. Yeah, love it, love it. But uh, I mean, yeah. So coming up against the Chiefs, uh, obviously they're not the same Chiefs right now, but. It's definitely it's still a huge matchup. So hopefully we can get some guys back on offense. And uh, hey, you never know with these Giants. Let's be honest. If you're the Giants, can you pick a better time to play the Chiefs? Yeah, no, yeah, definitely, definitely great timing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, we were so down on them. Then they get this big win, and now we're getting a little high. But Lucas has a question. I mean, being honest, six and seven. But what does it do for us? Six and eleven, we get a hot low low teens or high teens pick. But we need more than that. And honestly, I I kind of agree with you, Lucas. But if the Giants are competitive in every game, like I said last week, the 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 two blowouts were against Super Bowl contenders. Now you're at these middle of the road teams, and and you're playing well. Great win here but if they're competitive i mean you can see something i mean if they're finding ways to lose every week and you can see how bad it is that's something different but if they're competing in every game like they have been with the middle of the road teams i I, i'm okay because it's a rebuild you got to realize that like i i said last week like trevor said last week we can't keep going back to step one over and over again just because we don't have the patience to to go through a full rebuild. Yeah, listen, um, this team is on its way, and it's look. There's no one to tank for. The top three picks in last year's drafts are terrible right now, and have done nothing. So you know, let let's let's not pretend here, right? I mean, if you're drafting for need, and you're the Giants, and you're looking for Somebody solid on the offensive line, definitely a pass rusher of some sort. You you don't have to pick at number four or five to find that guy. So I I think dr- draft wise the Giants are going to be fine. There's not really somebody to, to tank for. 
So yeah, yeah I, 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 wonder, we, I would I love we to see the Giants. Games to, yeah, for for because Kayvon Thibodeau would be the name, but I I mean I don't see the Lions winning a game, and I I probably don't see the Jaguars winning another game. So I I think we're already two wins is not a lot at all, but I, I think we're already out of the the sweepstakes for Thibodeau. And I agree with you. Other than that, I, there's nobody really at the top of the list that you would want to take for. Yeah, not to mention, listen, if by season's end or say a Bryce Young leaves, you know, I mean, again, there's going to be teams at the tippity top of this draft that are going to be focused on getting a quarterback, you know? Uh, yeah, and that's so it again, happens every year. Yeah, you know, guys guys fall. Pass rushers tend to fall. You know, they're, they're, uh, I, I'm not worried about next year's draft. I'm I'm really, and, and I think if you're a Giants fan, I think the thing that you want to see is consistency and you want to see if this team can compete and you want to see if this team can give you what you got this past week. And and again, it was like you said, Sean, all three phases were great. Everything I've been complaining about all year, the third down conversion, stopping the other guy on third down, getting turnovers, rushing the quarterback, all things that they notched this week. Time of possession has been a huge, huge problem. Again, without a Saquon, without Tony, Without Galladay, without a lot of guys, they had a plus 10 on the Panthers. As you said, Sean, with a pretty good defense. So, I mean, it's it's not like, you know, I know the, I know the, the Panthers offense has been struggling, but I don't know. I I feel good about this win. And, I, and I, I you know, I'm sure if Isaiah was here, he would say the Giants are going to reel off like eight in a row. And, <laughs> you know, we would all laugh at him. And he could almost be right. I mean, I, I do think that, and again, I see it in the comments, if this team got healthy, yeah, if this team could ever field the healthiest roster it has, this team would win more games than it would lose. And I think they'd be able to hang with just about anybody. It's easier to say that because it hasn't happened. And this is another example of the banged-up Giants you know, playing great. I mean, that that's that's just what it is. But I, I think as far as Daniel Jones is concerned, I, I don't know who's still not on board with this guy. I I find it uh, almost offensive that this guy gets mocked and laughed at, makes a nice catch. That's a big joke, goes off on a big run, trips up, ends up scoring a touchdown on the drive anyway. Uh, you know, if, if you're not paying attention – if you don't understand why they call him Danny Dimes, you're really missing out on one of the fun young quarterbacks in the NFL. And again, I think when you look at the struggles of Lawrence and Lance and Fields and Wilson and all those young guys that are not Mac Jones, I think it just goes to show, you know, we talked a lot about Daniel Jones needing to make a leap. He's leapt. He's leapt. Okay. And if this team, this team around him can can give him what he needs, Daniel Jones can take this team, I think, uh, to 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 great heights. Yeah, and I mean, they they're last year. Uh, you can tell when things changed. When after that, the uh, offensive line in, incident, and then they started running the ball more. Like I, I came on the show and I said they were going to win four of their last eight. They rattled off four in a row and ended up six and ten. And I have that same feeling now. Like, I feel like this Giants team has changed. I mean, it was evident that – I don't know if it was Joe Judge and Jason Garrett coaching for their job, but everything just seemed different. 
with this win. And, I mean, they got it. I mean, you talked about it going on all cylinders. And my prediction for the Giants is they will beat either the, the Chiefs this week or the Tampa Bay Bucks. One of those two defending uh, coming off the Super Bowl, I, I think they will beat one of those two in the next couple of weeks. Because I have that feeling like the Giants, this is where everything starts clicking. And we talked a lot uh, in the early – Zay did especially about how this team getting the chemistry going without the preseason. And it seems like things are starting to click right now. And even with all – you got all these guys on the injury report. And then once they start getting in, like you can see how things are getting good. But top five QB, Joe. Let's talk about this for a minute. Well, he asked. He's asking me. I, I'd love to hear all your opinions on this. I don't know that that. Um, I, I hey, listen. Does this guy have the chance to get top five? Uh, uh, could he be in the same breath as a Mahomes? You know. Um, with guys like Lamar again, I think he's got Lamar's skill set. I don't think he's quite as creative on his feet, but I do think he's a better passer and got a better arm than Lamar. Um, I think his skill set is very similar to Josh Allen's. You know, I think if you got this guy's and look again, I think Josh Allen could be better. That running game is still a joke in Buffalo. It's unbelievable how bad those two guys are. Those two guys combined to be one bad running back. <laughs> you know what I mean? If that was one guy, you would have cut him already. The fact that it's two, it's unbelievable. I mean, my God. Uh, if if they could get that going, I think Josh Allen would be an, an even better player. But yeah, I think when you're talking about the you know, because here's the thing, top five, you you have to consider that three of those spots are Brady, Rogers, Mahomes. And so there's not a lot of room in the top five. Lamar too. Russ, right? I mean, so getting in the top five now, if in a year or two Brady's gone, and Rogers, who knows where he's heading? A couple of years out, yeah, Jeopardy. I do. I do think that there's no re- again. If if Daniel Jones has Saquon and Kadarius Tony and a healthy offensive line. And Blake Martinez and Jabril Peppers leading that defense. If you had a healthy Giants team, what would that team look like? And what would that what would that mean? And what would that look like for Daniel Jones? I think that we all here have seen enough of Daniel Jones doing Daniel Jones things to think if he's not going to be top five, more than a serviceable New York Giants kind of quarterback. Yeah. Bill Sims was never a top five quarterback. And maybe Eli Manning was never a top five quarterback, but it, it, you got the job done. Playing in New Jersey is a different animal than playing anywhere else in this country. And I think it takes a special kind of guy to play here. And I do think he's one of them. You hit the nail on the head. He's not, I don't even think he's ever going to be a top five quarterback because he doesn't ever have to be. That's not Giants football. Everyone, all the Daniel Jones haters, they want him to turn into that top five. They want him to be a Josh Allen. They want him to be a Patrick Mahomes. He's not going to be that. Can he have these great games? Yes, he can, but that's not Giants football. Giants football isn't going out there, throwing 50 times, throwing for 500 yards and six TDs. That's never going to happen, and it never will. But he does have a skill set. He, he excel. He doesn't 
tremendously excel at one thing. He's very good at a lot of things. And that's what the Giants need. That's what any franchise that wants a quarterback, that's what you want in your guy. So, uh, I mean, enough of the whole Daniel Jones slander and could we go if we lose the rest of our game? Should we get a QB? No, it's it's you got to commit. I think you got to commit to Daniel Jones because he, while he will never be, while I don't think he'll ever be at that top five level, he still does everything at least better than the average quarterback. But Sean, how do you see Dan? Can Daniel Jones break the top five? I would say no to top five, just because I, I mean those are like the elite of the elite quarterbacks in this league. I mean it's it's tough to get into that top five, but I I do think Daniel Jones could sneak into that top ten category. I think that you know he's he's crept even closer. I don't think he's there yet, but I think he's crept closer and closer. Uh, you know, just to start the season, he's been doing tremendous. I, he's turning the ball over a lot less. Uh, they're utilizing his legs more. He's one of the best deep ball throwers in the league, and he hasn't been playing without his top weapons pretty much all season. So. I think that, you know, he really has taken the lead this year. I think that he's definitely a top uh, top half of the league quarterback, which would put him top 16. I, I think he's, he's pretty darn close to top 10 right now. So I think while his career progresses, while he gets these guys back, I think he could definitely become a top 10 quarterback in this league. But I, I don't see him as a as a top five. I mean, those and that's that's saying a lot too. It's not it's not anything against Daniel Jones. I think that being a top five quarterback in this league, something very tough to do. You have to you have to have uh, a nice resume and you have to, you know, stay at that level for a long time for a consistent amount of time. So I think that for, if he does get to that level, great, because obviously we'd, uh, we'd love that in New York, but uh, I I don't think he'll ever get there, but I definitely do think he has the potential to become, you know, a top 10 quarterback in this league. And I I think he is going to be our franchise quarterback uh, for a long time to come. All right, Zay, what you think? Um, I, I don't know what people want from him anymore. Uh, to me, I don't know what you consider a top five quarterback. I, I look at Pat Mahomes. He's a top five quarterback, as you say. And I see a guy who's struggling a lot right now who didn't lose many weapons. He, I mean, the line, I thought, improved. I thought they picked up some significant pieces there. But apparently we've seen the results from the Chiefs. So I don't care for a top five quarterback. None of that really matters to me. I want a guy who's going to go out there and be a bowler every week. Similar to what Joe says, this with Daniel Jones is. He's the best receiver, best quarterback, best running back we got on the team, believe it or not. He leads the team in yards. He's best catching um, percentage. You know, he has the most passing yards. So he's a baller. That's what I want. I don't care for a top five quarterback. I want a baller. I got. I want a guy who's going to go out there every week and put it all on the line for a win. I don't care for the other, other stuff. I don't. Eli Manning was never that. Jeff Hodstetler was never that. Phil Simms was never that. Kerry Collins wasn't even that. And he's got us at least to a Super Bowl. So I, we don't need that. I want a guy who's going to go out there, put on a line every week, and put his team in position to win. That's really what I want. I don't care for all the other stuff. I don't. It's just irrelevant. Yeah, and I mean, if Daniel Jones has shown anything with that six-game stretch last year, losing by one score, the beginning of this year, like he he's making them competitive, and that's all you want. That's all you need. But I I mean. We talked a lot about Gettleman and Judge and Garrett before this game and how someone needed to go. I know it's still one game. It's one game where we're back. We still got a little bit of a high. Zay, do you still see it? Do you still see someone getting cut very soon? 
from this Giants organization? Uh, honestly, it's going to be how the rest of the season plays out. But the way I see it, you got two morons r- between Joe Judge and and and, and um, excuse me, the offensive coordinator Jason yeah, Garrett. Garrett. Yeah, they're, they're two idiots in my opinion. I mean, your best player in the field who was just hurt two weeks ago. You know, you put him in a horrible position, even though it was a great pass. He was killed right after that. I think the Giants, even though even depending on how the season goes, I think they might have to move on from the top as the head or as, you know, Joe Judge pushes the head of the fish. I think they have to move on to them because I think there's an inexperience there or just incompetence that's going to put this team in very tough positions as the, you know, as they continue to go forward. Because, again, you can't have your best player who's probably your only last best player on the field and you're throwing him a, a pass that, mind you, is nowhere near the end zone. It's not like you were throwing him a pass that was going into the end zone. That wasn't for a touchdown. That was a good catch for maybe a couple of good yards, but it wasn't for a touchdown. You could have lost your quarterback again who stumbled off the field two weeks ago with a concussion. He, he, he got blasted that play. I don't know if you remember. He, he was destroyed at the end of that play. So, to me, I think no matter how the season goes, I think you have to let them play it out as it is. And then make your adjustments after the season because, again, it's going to suck for Daniel Jones to have to have another coach, another offensive coordinator, all this again. But he can't be continued to put in these positions where these guys are going to put him in danger, basically. that was. I big. agree. I agree with you, Zay. I mean, you got to ask yourself. I mean, you, you look at how many of his top players are out and you what kind of conditioning, what kind of pro, what are we doing? Why why is everybody so banged up there? What What is happening? You know, this is all on this guy's watch. I definitely... Um, it's Trevor Keys with the seven fifteen and one Bill Parcells, but Bill Parcells got Lawrence Taylor right after that, and that certainly would change your fortunes in a hurry. Uh, you get one of the greatest players in the history of the sport, you're going to look like a genius in one year's time. That's not coming for Joe Judge. I, I, I and and again, I I agree with Zay. I mean, I I don't think the Giants are going to get rid of Joe Judge. I do think David Gettleman if this thing doesn't completely get turned around by years then. And again, it's probably going to end like in a six and 11 season, but you're still looking for progress. We talk so much about Daniel Jones, uh, Daniel Jones turning the corner. If Daniel Jones makes that leap by years end, if we're doing better than five touchdowns and four picks, you know, if we got that number up near 20, Jason Garrett's coming back. If this team wins, Eight games saved somehow. Joe Judge is definitely coming back. Everybody's coming back. So, yeah, you know, I you do need some direction, but I do, I do, I do need to see Joe Judge be a better head coach. I, I, I still think he does, and I, and I, you're right, and I do think that's some gross negligence having your the the only healthy offensive player you have who's had a shaky spotty career health-wise, I don't know if I want to stick him out there like that in a game against the Panthers when I'm one and five. And to that, the Chiefs, actually, Pat Mahomes actually was taken out. He, he had a concussion situation, and the Chiefs took him out of the game for precautionary reasons. They was completely out of the game. The Giants a week ago were getting blown out, and Daniel Jones is still in the game in the fourth quarter. I can't understand it for the life of me. Yeah. It, it, that, these are the things that I'm talking about. He has to make better decisions as a head coach, or he can't continue to coach this team. It, By the way, I got a little, I got a little, um, a little pushback for a comment I made to you guys on Sunday in regards to Pat Mahomes. I suggested 
that what was actually hurt was Pat Mahomes' feelings. Somebody thought that was kind of a mean thing to say, and I said, well, let's see if he plays Monday night. Apparently, he got right through that concussion protocol. Um, it wasn't even a, a concussion. Yeah, it wasn't. It, he was industry. playing like garbage, <laughs> and they decided to get him out of there before he embarrassed himself anymore. That's what actually happened. Here's a news flash for everybody. If you like football, and I've liked football for 46 years, sometimes guys, sometimes not due to their own fault. Sometimes it's a bad offensive line. It's a lousy defense. It's a running game that just hasn't gotten going. Sometimes you have a bad year. Sometimes a good team in the middle of a dynasty kind of run has an off year. That's what's happening to Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. It's not going to suddenly turn around. You know why? Because their defense is awful. It's terrible. And it's not going to win games against any high-quality opponents. So they might tease the playoffs. They might get it turned around against teams like the Giants. But this is a very flawed team. And we still – like like Pat Mahomes is not Superman. It's a really, really good quarterback. But he's not Superman. He showed you in the Super Bowl, if you don't protect him, he's as good as everybody else is. When he doesn't have weapons around him, he's as good as everybody else is. We got to stop making excuses for Pat Mahomes. It's a bad year for KC, and it's a bad year for Patty Mahomes. Meanwhile, Daniel Jones playing great. And he doesn't get enough credit for the fact that he's throwing to, as uh, Tony Agresti said earlier, uh... A JV offensive line and 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 backup receivers. Got to give the guy credit. I mean, like you say, say he's a baller. He and that's what you want in a Giants quarterback. That's what Jeff Hostetler and Kerry Collins and Phil Sims were. They were gamers. Those guys played when they were beat up, banged up. Jeff Hostetler, long before anybody else, Jeff Hostetler used to go line up on the wing sometimes. Sometimes he would come in and 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 play receiver for a, a down or two. It was, I mean, the the Giants did some things back in the day. That's the kind of guy we want on our team. It, and you're right; he doesn't have to be top five. He just to be number one in New York. Yeah, and and despite what anyone else says, I think we found it, Daniel Jones. But we're talking about Patrick Mahomes. Let's get into it. Monday Night Football at KC. She's obviously been struggling. But, Joe, can the Giants pull off the upset on the road? Got to be a perfect game. It's got to be the same thing. The only way the Giants do it is if they convert on third down, if they stop Pat Mahomes on third down, if they can rush and get pressure on Pat Mahomes. And that offensive line is shaky enough that I like to think that that Ojalari and Williams and Lawrence are going to get some pressure on this guy, stop that run, maybe get a turnover. And most importantly, when you get out there, you got you to gotta move the football. They did a great job. Like I said, two three and outs last week. One was the one just before the half. They took a knee to end that drive. So really one three and out in the game. That's the kind of performance you need every week. And that's the kind of quarterback Daniel Jones is. Utilize this guy on some runs to get some cheap, easy first downs. You know, go forward on fourth down. You got nothing to lose at two and five in Kansas City. I mean, basically the, the Chiefs are up against the ropes. 
This isn't this isn't a time that this is a time to just take your best punches. I think the Giants, if if they play this smart, if they get aggressive, and because you know Kansas City will, but if the Giants come out aggressive, don't make any stupid mistakes. Still, I eight penalties last game. Still not this discipline. Joe Judge is always talking about. You still don't see any of that. They got to get it together, but they're going to need to play a perfect game like they did against uh, the Panthers if they've got any chance to win this game. But do they, Joe? Do they play? They the do not. Game? No, I don't think they're going <laughs> to pull it off. I don't. I think I, th- I tell you what, and and the only reason I say this is as bad as they are. If this game was in New Jersey, I would totally one hundred percent be on board with an upset. As a matter of fact, I think if this game was in New Jersey, I think the Giants would win this game by ten points. But what? I don't think I don't think yeah, I, I do. I think if if they were I think if they were playing at home, this is a really this is a bad Chiefs team. It really is. If you watch them play the last few weeks, they've been they've been really bad. It's not like but the Giants are a great KC, team. I didn't say they were a great team. And again, I'm telling you, the Giants got to, they got to be perfect in this game. If the Giants turn the football over once, they'll lose the football game. Right. It's going to be that kind of game. But again, I think if they were home, they would be in a much better spot. I don't, I don't, to, to go, KC's one of the toughest places to play. I just right. don't know if, I don't know if my man DJ's got it in him yet. I'd love to see it. I'll tell you that. Sean, what are you expecting? Yeah, I don't see it happening. I just think that I think it's, you know, the Giants coming off a huge win. Uh, Kansas City obviously getting blown out by the Titans last week. I think everyone expects that, you know, that this could be a closer game than it actually is, especially being on prime time. But I, I see this as a game where Kansas City, I think it's going to be a get right game for them. Um, I think that a lot of Giants fans probably see this as a game that we can go in and upset them. But I don't know. I, this defense hasn't showed us that it could play that well up until last week against uh, a Panthers offense run by Sam Darnold. And while Patrick Mahomes has been turning the ball over a lot, uh, I just think that, you know, they're they're going to carve us up. And I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I, I think that we're going to keep it close. Um, you, in usual Giants way, I think we'll cl- keep it close till the third quarter and then the Chiefs will pull away late. But uh, I just I, – I don't see it happening. I think that we could put up some points against this defense, especially if we get, you know, anyone on our offense back. Anyone would be nice at this point, uh, better than Dante Pettis and, uh, and uh, Dolphin Flipper Hands, as he likes to call him, Evan Ingram. Um, so I, if we can get Kadarius Tony or Kenny Galladay, even Saquon, if we can get any one of them back, I think it would be huge. But uh, I just – I don't see it happening. And, you know, for the Giants, uh, I feel like Michael Corleone and Godfather 3 where he's, you know, right when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. But uh, and then they they have a and then they have a moment like this where, you you know, they think they could have a good upset against a team that we didn't expect to be this bad so far. But I, I think this is a, a get right game for the Chiefs. And uh, I think the Chiefs pull away. Sean, I gave you the caveat you could have thrown out there that if the game was at home, they could definitely win. You could you could win over all the fans by just saying that. Like they're definitely not going to win in KC. Maybe if they were in Jersey, but nah. <sighs> I mean, I mean that's like I get what you're saying, home field advantage. But the the Giants haven't been good at MetLife the past you know three years. And Daniel Jones, he plays better on the road than he does at home. Um, his numbers are better, much better on the road. So that's why I think the offense could play mostly well, in Washington, I'm, though. 
too soon too soon so we don't like to bring that up yet but uh yeah i just uh, i don't know i think it'll be a decent game i feel like most prime time games this year have been pretty close so i think the giants will keep it close and i, I think there will probably be a lot of points but um I just I don't see it happen. I well I love your confidence, Tony. I, like I, I hope I hope they get the upset, but uh I don't see it happening. But I haven't been good with my Giants picks this year yet. I think I've only had one win, so hopefully we get a reverse jinx and uh the Giants pull it off. So you can't mention it or it won't happen. But uh Zay, you you got any faith in them in in Big Blue to get it done? I mentioned last week if they didn't beat the Panthers, I didn't see them winning any game the rest of the season. But they did. So it, it's up from here. I honestly, yeah, I want the truth. I'm riding high. I'm going to go ride the Giants on this one. I'm going to take the Giants to win this. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be ugly. I think, like Joe said, I think the defense is going to get some opportunities to get to Pat Mahomes, and that's what's going to keep the, go- the game close. I think the Giants, if they can stay on schedule and stay in manageable third down situations, your third and second, your third and twos, your third and ones, and stop getting these stupid penalties like a legal man downfield, because the RPO was taking too long to be ran or something like that. I think the Giants have a real opportunity to pull this off. I don't think, like I said, a blowout, maybe a field goal type of game at the end. Good old Graham getting over Mr. Reliable, kicks it for a win. And I think the Giants do it away when no one believes them. And Halloween nightmare continues for the Kansas City. I'm just not, you know, I'm riding the Giants right now. I told you guys, we get to that midseason, they always find that way to to do it to you. And Uh, I have to, you know, the Cowboys are beat up. It's Giants listen, trending Zay, up. It's <laughs> it's why this team never goes two and fourteen. Like no matter how bad they start, they always like claw their way to six and ten. Every year, every year without fail. It so, sucks because six and ten is awful. But yeah, like this so this annoying. if it's gonna happen, you got to figure it's got to start happening soon. And as I said earlier, look, I I Jace, I just think. This is the if you could pick a time in the Kansas City Chiefs history in the in the Mahomes era to play this team, you're like that day yeah. right there, Monday night, Halloween in KC. I'll take it. That's why I don't feel good about it, though, because it's it's like the perfect scenario is lining up for the Giants against the Chiefs. And I feel like it's it's all for us to get our hopes up and then just to all come. Yeah, but I think down. you're looking at it from a very um from from the wrong lens, dude. Imagine if you're in Kansas City right now. Right. You're like beside yourself because the Royals suck. Like there's nothing good going on out there. Right. <laughs> just a lot of flatlands. All of a sudden, the Chiefs and you're like, duh, Halloween night. We'll go out, we'll trick or treat, we'll get home at like 7 o'clock, we'll go turn the game on, and the Chiefs will win. And 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 I think like Zay said, it'll be like a, a nightmare scenario for the people of Kansas City because they think the Giants suck, and they think that Daniel Jones is a bum. And so I think those people will be as surprised as the people of Carolina are right now who are scratching their head after getting completely dominated by the New York football giants. Well, I, I, lo- <laughs> I love, I love your guys' Halloween storyline. It, it really is nice, but too bad. This game is being played on November, November 1st. 1st so it's, yeah. it's it is being played on November Halloween. 1st, but we know the day before it is. And you know what the promos are going to say, you know what it's all going to lead up to. It's going to be Halloween themed. It's not Thanksgiving yet. Oh, even, even worse, Sean, it's all souls day. You know what that means? I don't. The Chiefs' season is dead. 
That would be great. Oh, or okay. it's oh. the start of Christmas season, so the Giants get the gift of the Chiefs giving them a W. Look no, but creative ways, creative ways to put this together. Creative like ways. I, like I said last week, the Giants can compete with middle of the road teams, and they get blown out by Super Bowl contenders. Uh, throw out the the Broncos game, but last year we threw out the the, the Steelers game when we said everyone was every game was within a score, so. For I think the Chiefs right now middle of the road. Uh, they are no different than the, the than the Cowboys last year. I mean, terrible defense. You got a good QB that can make you plays. Zeke wasn't performing last year. Tony Pollard wasn't performing last year. They don't got the run game. They're the exact same team as the Cowboys last year. Hmm. And I, 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 Joe, I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think the Giants have to necessarily play a perfect game. They just have to play mistake-free football because I think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs that they're struggling. I think. What do you think a perfect game <laughs> is? Yeah. Okay. He doesn't but have to pick no hitter. Just nobody hit the just, border in the game. You're right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. no I'm no, like, I, we agree on that 100. percent I just. Liz, yes. I think if the Giants don't, they don't cost themselves the game. That's the yeah. most important thing. Let the bad, Chiefs beat themselves. There you go. No bad, no bad turnovers. No stupid penalties. No, no uh, unnecessary roughness. Nothing after, after a play. None, none of that crap. You can't have that. Daniel Jones has to, has to. Uh, be responsible with that football. If he goes down, he's got to wrap that bad boy up. That's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of game they got to play. But again, take it a step further. Got to convert on third down. And like Zay said, it'd be easy if they had third and short. So you got to you got to get good first and second down plays. Jason Garrett can do that by opening up the playbook and utilizing Daniel Jones' fantastic skills. You, you. I mean, look, this offensive line has played well. Yeah. All things considered, especially <laughs> when it comes to the pass rush, the the, the run get offense has been a problem. But again, you're talking about a really bad defense. Yeah, that and isn't going to get any better between now and Monday, Monday, November first, as Sean reminded us. <laughs> so, I- look, it, this to me, this is what it is. Uh, the best way to explain it: you got a banged up Giants team, you got a banged up Kansas City team that's underperforming. The Giants are coming off literally their best game in five years. I think if you're the Giants, I, again, Sean, I'm not saying that the Giants are going to pull it off, but to me, everything the Giants want and need on a Monday night in KC to pull it off, it's, it, it's yeah, all no, it's, it's all it's definitely the best timing to to see the Chiefs. I agree with that. No, you're I, right though too. If I could get Saquon or Kadarius Tony or Kenny Galladay or one of those weapons, what? Give me one of them. I don't even them. think they need. We play better without them. No, I'm not saying that. I, I don't think they need them. You saw the way they they moved the ball. You, you're right. Besides that 70 yard drive, it was only 40 yard drives, but they were still able to get in field goal position. And Carolina's defense isn't terrible. Like it's it's good. They, these mm-hmm. young guys are really the young guys they have that are really playing for Matt Rule. So like for them to just to score field goals on that with, with all these backups, that was great. I think against this Chiefs defense, those a lot of those field goals are going to be touchdowns because the Chiefs defense is atrocious. Now I, I think the real key is the Giants defense. If you can limit the Chiefs. Two scoring field goals, play good in the red zone. Don't, don't let them score. Don't let them get six. Make them settle for three. 
this is very, very winnable. And that has – when the Giants succeed, that that is the defensive recipe. Stop them from getting in the end zone. Just make them oh. kick field goals. And uh, Tyreek Hill is still there, guy. He's still playing. Tyreek Hill and no, Travis Kelsey are yeah. still playing. Like, yeah. I'm not going to forget that. But they're big – those guys are big play guys. So if you can just keep it, you let them get into the 20, let them get in the red zone and kick a field goal. It's like Tyreek Hill, he's great, but he's not a red zone threat. He he, he can get behind no, the you. The problem is, yeah, 40, he's from your yard. own red zone is where yeah, he's, he's a threat from yeah. the biggest threat. So you want to let us get them? Yeah, let's get let them get to our field. You know, let them get in our territory, and we'll stop them there. Great plan. I love it. Would you look? Play? I'll, I'll tell you. To me, the the number one difference between the Giants last week and the Giants in every week, literally the past five years, is that almost plus 10 in the time of possession. If the Giants can win the time of possession against Kansas City, their chances of winning this game goes up 94.5% according to 538.com. I just made that up, but it sounded good, didn't it? I mean, figure like that. If it, you know, That's why I say when I mean perfect game, if the Giants don't beat themselves, if the Giants convert on third down, get some pressure. Again, don't blow this game. You can win. And don't don't punt with a minute 35 left in a two-point lead. Don't do it because I already know how that game ends. A 51-yard field goal at the buzzer. I'm not interested in that. Go for it. I'd almost rather see them go for it, yeah. And yes, do it, just yeah. go for it. I would much. I'd rather lose that way every time. Yeah, but I, I think out of any team, this is a team that the Giants can beat without without controlling the time of possession. I mean, well, they are going to control the time of possession, but even if they do. Uh, I, the Chiefs can still beat you. I mean, just big plays. Yeah, look, you just gotta uh, that's fine. But look, to, to me, the more the more Mahomes is on the field, right, and the more Tyreek Hill is on the field, the more likely it is that something bad's gonna happen. Long drive, so your defense is rested, so people don't get beat. That's where. That's where. That's how you're gonna win this game. Eat yeah. some clock. Right. Yeah, well, we'll see. It should be fun. Uh, I, this is uh, – I, I have faith. I have a lot more faith than I did a couple weeks ago, and I'm excited. I'm excited. I think the Giants are going to go and get this dub. And I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I think it's going to be a shootout. But, I mean, regardless, I think it's going to be a fun game. Giants don't want to get into a shootout. I don't think they can win a shootout. They don't have weapons to win a shootout. They don't want to averaging 19.9 points per game. I don't want to get in a shootout with anybody. Not honestly. Yet. Not yet. Let's get a couple of guys back. I mean, they're definitely going to want Kadarius Tony and Galladay and Saquon before we start shooting out with people. With a defense as bad as as the as the Chiefs, I, I think you can get into a shootout because I mean, the, like I said, they're not going to be settling for field goals. They're going to be Are the Giants going to put up forty this week. Jeez, no. Man. The Giants yeah. put up forty. I'm playing a lotto. I'm playing a lot of the Giants <laughs> put a 40. I actually have a similar score to my boy, Tony Agressi. I got 31, 28, though. 28, not 27. But that's how I have it going for the Giants. Because, I mean, Chiefs defense They, would, they could really never bad. score more than 31 points in a singular game. I, 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 could, I could get behind that, Jace. 
right. that's the shootout, a 31-28, that's a reasonable shootout for me. I could see them yeah. pulling that off. I mean, that, I mean, that hits Dallas. the over. That hits the over at 52 and a half. Sean, right? wouldn't you admit, though, that it's so hard to get a read on this team week to week? Just yeah. like last season, it was like just when you were like, ah, forget it. It does. I mean, look at look at the week before the Panthers. I, we we lose to the Rams, and I mean, especially me and everyone on the show is saying, I mean, everyone's got to go, and I mean, we need we need change in this in this locker room because we're a losing team. And then look at this week, we come out, we beat a Panthers team that isn't great, but we still blow them out with nobody on offense, and it's I mean, it's frustrating. The first three weeks, we start off zero and three, we lose to two terrible teams in the Falcons and Washington. The next week, we come out and beat a good Saints team in overtime. So it's it really, it's Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, you never know what you're gonna get. It's yeah. it's it's Giants football. There's no other, no other way to explain it. It's I mean, we all know it. We've been watching the Giants our whole lives. It's, it's Giants football. No way to explain it. Yeah, I mean, you you talked about it earlier. That Carolina Panthers team, like I mean, we thought that defense looked like what we thought it was gonna be. It looked like last year's defense. It looked like what we thought it was gonna be. And I mean. Defensive consistency is going to be big for the Giants. We want to know what Darn- always. Hmm. No, I was going to say Darno's defense losing Christian McCaffrey make, could make any of us, anybody, look bad in the league. You know, he's that dynamic of a player. So it, there's that portion of it too. Yeah, his his yes. numbers with McCaffrey and without McCaffrey have been crazy. Terrible. Yeah, I was going to say there is a direct correlation between McCaffrey with Darnold and no Darnold. Yeah, uh, Darnold with yeah, big. It's very different teams when that they happens. They started off three and zero with McCaffrey, and then ever since he's been hurt, they've lost the the last four. So that yeah, that definitely is a huge part of his. Uh... Yeah, again, you couldn't ask for the Panthers at a better time. No, like you can't ask for the Chiefs at a better time, and that awful Chiefs defense. But you want to know. What doesn't have bad defense? Mosquito shield against mosquitoes. It's been a pretty wet summer in Connecticut, and that means more mosquitoes than ever. If you didn't have your home service for mosquito control and find you're spending most of your time outside flooding those little pests, you are in luck. Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut provides the best value in mosquito control services because of how they treat your yard using the Mosquito Shield tailored treatment system. They don't use a fixed schedule or an identical product one-size-fits-all service program because you can't control mosquitoes on a set number of sprays or visits. Unlike the competition, Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut will service you for this season whatever it takes to provide superior results. This promise is awarded them an industry-leading consumer retention rating of 90%. Visit MosquitoShieldCT.com to schedule an appointment with Wade the Cesare and enjoy the rest of your summer mosquito-free. That is Mosquito Shield. Make sure you check out their service. Sign up for their services in the spring. Make sure you tell them, John, about the G-Men and Clovercrest Media Center so they can give you a discount, courtesy of us. Now, we talked about the trade deadline Last week, we talked about around the league. Now we're focusing just on the Giants. Trade deadline right after, the day after the Chiefs game. Now, Joe, you mentioned last week you're looking for picks. Trade like an Ingram, get some picks. But now after that big win, how should the Giants approach the trade deadline? 
The same way. They should trade Evan Ingram. He is not part of this team's long-term plans. Uh, I don't know that he's coming back in free agency next year anyway. So get something for him and get him moving. There's obviously teams that are in desperate need of a tight end. I like Evan Ingram, and I'm one of the few people on this show who has never down this mm-hmm. guy. I know he's had some – you know, his, the problem is that the drops are – at horrible times, he doesn't drop the ball any more than anybody else in this league does. He really doesn't, especially for a guy that's targeted as often as he is. But he's fallen out of favor with the fans. He doesn't seem to have uh, Daniel Jones' eyes on him anymore. He's really become an afterthought in this offense. I like Kyle Rudolph. Uh, he's a pretty fantastic tight end. So I think think that that the Giants could still move Evan Ingram. I think that he you get something for him. I think that's definitely what should happen. So I would still fish him out there. I know there's some desperate teams. I think Buffalo just lost Knox. So could be a good one. Yeah, maybe. But Sean, is that who else do you see on the on the trade block for the Giants? Trade Eli Apple. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I can't hear that name right now. That, that, that'll bring up bad memories. But uh, I, I hate yeah. when the Giants trade a quarterback uh, off the team and he goes to like the Super Bowl. That always irks me. Yep. Or like Marcus Golden right now playing great with the Cardinals and gave him up for nothing. But anyways, uh, yeah, Evan Ingram, I, he's an obvious. I mean, he's not even a focal part of this offense anymore. He, he hasn't made one impact play all season. I mean, in all of last year, too, just dropping balls at uh, way in an opportune time. So I, I think he's definitely should be one in the trade block. And we talked about this guy earlier, but Dexter Lawrence, the reason I didn't bring him up uh, earlier, talking about how good the Giants defense has been, because he's been a no-show up until, you know, he had a good game this week, but he hasn't done anything with rushing the passer. I mean, he's been decent against the run, but he doesn't make impact plays for this defense. And for a first-round pick, I think that uh, I, I think that you have to show up and, and play great ball. And he hasn't been doing that. He had decent. Uh, he had a decent first two years, but I mean, this year he just has not shown up. So, and I, I think you, there's some value for him. I think you can get maybe a third or fourth-round pick, which is huge. Uh, in draft scenarios, if you want to trade up uh, in a point in next year's draft, or if you want to, you know, you could always find good value with third or fourth round picks. So I think Dexter Lawrence is the one guy that I would look at on this defense that uh, definitely could be traded. I mean, Austin Johnson has been playing well at nose tackle this year. I think he could just step up right in that role. So uh, Dexter Lawrence is one guy that I just, I just don't think he's been doing enough for this defense so far this year. And I, I just don't see where his, his role really fits in with the defense right now. So uh, that's one player I'd be willing to give up on. I hate that thought. <laughs> well, I, agree with Joe. I agree with Joe on that thought too. I, I hate that thought also too. But what has Dexter Lawrence done this year? It's not Nothing. about that though. I'll let you finish your piece, but it's not about what he's he not a good pass rusher either though. Like he's a good run stuffer, but like oh, yeah, that's good. You can find run stuffers anywhere in the NFL right now. Anywhere. The problem. The problem is the Giants continue to find good run stuffers, and they continue to get rid of them, like Snacks Harris, like BJ Alvin Tomlinson, like. Dalvin like these these Jonathan players, they, Hankins, all of them. Oh yes, they continue to do that, and I agree. I think right now you have to hold on to a guy like that because you don't have anybody else right now that you can plug in there and start other than Leonard Williams. Who else are we putting in there? Austin Johnson has been playing. He's been much playing better okay, than but he's, he, he's not. You know, he's not consistent. He's not been a long term. This is something he's, new. He just he's had a better year than Dexter Lawrence. 
Yes, he has. And if we just give up on guys like this uh, in free agency, then what's the point of just letting him walk in free agency when you can get something for him, especially when he still has another year in his contract after this year? What's the point of just letting him walk when you can get something in return? Well, it's about next year, year then. Yeah, yeah, but then you have you can get better value this year because you get a whole year and a half of him. If you trade him next year at the trade deadline, then you only get a half a year of him. Well, unless a team loses their nose tackle and they're desperate. Maybe, but I, I mean, I don't know. I just don't think that's... You're not wrong, Sean, but you're just not 100% right. That's all. <laughs> you make semi. I mean, uh, listen, if you're right. gonna trade, right? If, listen, if you're gonna trade somebody, Sean, it's got to be somebody who's got value. And there's very few guys to me that are available, but from the, from the Giants that have value. Uh, like, there's one guy. Not, who? There's there's one guy. He's on my list. We know this already, but I'm ready, to get, I'm ready to get rid of Shepard. I've been told you I'm ready to trade Sterling Shepard. Now, I made the mistake last week. I said top five receiver. The Thomas signing, he was top five slot receiver. That's what ESPN, I re- went back and watched the video. It was top five slot receiver or something like that at the time of the signing. He needs to go. I think he. you could package him, Evan Ingram. You have a first-round pick from Chicago that's probably going to get you some somewhere good. Or He needs to go. I honestly do think so. I think... Sterling Shepard, like you said, he's going to pay way too much to be not productive. I don't need a guy who's going to get in there and give me eight catches for 97 yards. I need a guy who's going to be a game changer. I need a guy who's going to be able to score touchdowns when I need you to touchdown desperately. I don't need, you know, anybody can get a first down. Tony can do that now. You know, I can have Daniel Jones run for a first down now. I need someone who's going to change the game in a different way, and he just doesn't do that for me. But do I think he could fit on another team and help out another team? I'm sure he can. He's a great slot receiver. He runs great routes. He has great hands. He can be of value to another team. He just doesn't fit the Giants similar to Evan Ingram no more. They just don't. And like I said, he's the last guy from the boat trip. So I'm ready to get rid of all the bad karma. But that's neither here. It's hard to have 10 catches and 100 yards in a game and not be impactful. And he finds a way to do that from time to time, which is, I don't know. I'm with you there a little bit, Zay. I, He's not. He's never been one of my faves. And honestly, I do see him being dealt next week. I could see it happening. He's he can't stay healthy. I just wonder. You know, it it seems like when he's in the lineup. I mean, I almost called him Eli, but Daniel Jones really does seem to look for him. He does seem very comfortable and in rhythm with him. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I want him to spend more time with Galladay and Tony anyway. So, you know. I also I think uh, uh, Ross has been playing pretty well too. I'd like to see him be a little more in the in the lineup. Uh, Darius Slayton is starting to stink. I'm really yeah. starting to really sour on this guy. Yeah, I mean, there's so many wide receivers. Someone, someone's got to go. Someone at least has to be on the block. And, um, but or I mean, with all yeah, these, Shepard definitely makes not. the most sense. I mean, you get rid of Peppers also. I think somewhat obviously he's hurt. That's going to be a little yeah, different to get no. rid of him. But obviously you can get rid of Peppers. Julian Love also is another person who's fouling off. And I was a huge – I'm a Notre Dame fan. I'm a huge Julian Love guy, but it's just not the guy he was the last year and the year before for us. He just hasn't had an impact defensively. Uh, he's playing safety. I continue to see tight ends continue to get catches and have big games against us. And normally that's where the safety is covering the tight ends. And he's been, like I said, Jabril Peppers hasn't been re- relegated to the sidelines. Julian Love was getting more play. 
but the Giants defense has continued to get exposed over and over week after week. It's not just him, but again, I need him to pick up his play. So I, I don't expect him to be a captain. He, I, he's, he needs to pick up his play. It's not speaking this. of captains. I mean, I think Logan Ryan, I love this guy and I hope the Giants keep him around. They, they signed him uh, to a one year deal and then to a three year deal uh, before this year, which was a great move because this guy's a super impact player. But I would listen to offers on on Logan Ryan uh, if somebody were to to blow me away. Because, I mean, to me, that guy is that's a I think he's the best guy in the Giants defense right now. I really he's the, do. He's the leader of the defense for sure. He, you could, I mean, you know, he does it. I mean, and, and and I'm sure there's guys that have stats, but you know that that might be better than what he's doing. But I mean, he is the heart and soul of that defense. He always seems to be in the mix when a big play happens, when there's a turnover. It, it I mean, he's such an impact guy. I'm sure there's got to be teams that would love somebody like that. And if this season is going to be what it's going to be and you can get some real value for Logan Ryan. I mean, again, I hate to say it, but I take some phone calls on him. Oh, so you think we're selling? I don't think the Giants front office is in the mind of se- mindset of selling. I, think- I don't think they're in the mindset of selling. I think they're in the mindset of they should listen to offers on pieces that are expendable for the future. I think you do have to consider that. I think if they win on Sunday, the Giants will look to make pieces to continue to go after the division. Because you got to think about it. That wouldn't I, shock me with these idiots. Sean, of course, you make they will. the face, but at no, three, I, and, no, I, the at thing three is, I and five in second place, if especially if it's sole possession in second place, you have to think we got a shot. It's the NFC East. You, you have to think that. Look at the. This is where we were sitting almost last year, where the Giants were leading and the Redskins were right there, and it was anybody's thing. So if the Giants can find a way to pull off two more wins, and the Cowboys, like I said, they have an issue with Dak. We don't know what's going on with that arm. But uh, 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 what would it get? What would it do for the Giants? He's to playing get? this week, John. He's playing. No, he's playing this week. But he's saying he had. They, they said he had shoulder soreness or something like that, or something like that the week before. If he starts to underperform, the mm-hmm. Giants can find a way to pull themselves. But let's back say, in. let's say the Giants do. Let's say the Giants make the postseason. Can the Giants compete with Green Bay, Arizona, the Packers? Is it a one and done, and then you have the twenty-first pick in the draft? Is that I, I is that what I, we're doing? Again, it, I think if you get to the playoffs, it becomes anybody's situation. It's just like the Redskins could have knocked off Tampa Bay, who eventually won the Super Bowl last year. I think it's anybody's game at that point. It always has been. It's always been like that for the Giants, especially we know the Giants who've come in as wild cards, barely making the playoffs, and then run through everybody. Obviously, this is not the same scenario. It's not the same team. But again, anything can happen with this team. We've seen it before, and that's why I'm just not ready to assume that if the Giants were to win on Monday, they would be in the mindset of bringing in some talent to help them get that division, whether it's offensive line, whether it's on the defensive side of the ball. If they're making trades and they win on Monday, it'll be towards getting the division. That's just how I can see it. I don't see them not going after that three and five. That's yeah. I mean, that's definitely the way Gettleman thinks. We we saw it with the Leonard Williams trades two years ago when we were one and six playing for nothing, and we go out and trade for Leonard Williams. I mean, luckily we were able to re-sign him. But if we don't re-sign him, it's just another idiotic trade. And if we do win on Monday, I mean, I I think Gettleman would definitely be looking to to you know try and get somebody. But I I think that would be a huge mistake because this this division's out of out of hand. It's there's unless Dak gets hurt again. There's I mean there, we're not going to catch up to the Cowboys. It's just not gonna. It's not going to happen. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it's the Giants, if anything, sell. I don't think sell for draft, draft stock. Not necessarily. I don't think anyone you can really go out and get can really, like, I mean, there isn't necessarily that many linemen or uh, offensive linemen or edge rushers on the trade block that the Giants, I, I think, can realistically go and get. But, I mean, you brought up Gettleman. Uh, Teddy Keys brought this up on Keys to the City. A, a lot of people are down on Gettleman, and Gettleman might not have a job after this season. So how, how it, it's weird to have him doing trades for you, not fully knowing it, how long he's going to be there. So last chance to save his job. I mean, you got to give this last chance. <laughs> I mean, what do you want him to do at this point? I mean, like you said, if you get rid of them now, you get rid of Gettleman now. It, it it's going to set a, a bad tone in locker room, uh, eventually people are going to assume the coach will be next to go, offensive coordinator, then players will, you know, you can lose the locker room at that point. So I think you kind of got to move forward with what you're going with and allow him to make these decisions. To, to If you assume that Gettleman's going, you have to assume that Judge is going to be going right after that and Jason Garrett most likely because those are guys he appointed. So to get rid of him mid-season, if I'm in the locker room, I'm assuming, well, what am I playing for Judge for? He'll be gone soon too. Like, what am I doing? I think that you you make the Giants situation more complicated when you get rid of Gettleman right now as opposed to getting rid of him at the end of the season. Allow him to make his moves, whatever he's going to do, and that'll be it for him. Because I, like you, like Joe said, uh, like you said, no matter who we bring in, are we going to get much better or much worse? There aren't many options on the trade the, on the trade block, so allow him to do what he's got to do. I don't think he's going to He's not going to get rid of a Galladay on us. And if he gets rid of a Saquon Barkley, I mean, I don't. Do we really lose in that? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess, but yeah, I, I don't know. It is just a weird dynamic because he might not be there at the end of the season. But Zay, I mean, you gave a lot of names on who should be traded. Who are your untouchables, though? There's only one untouchable right now for me. That's Daniel Jones. Honestly. He's the only person I can see every week consistently doing what he has to do. Obviously, he, he's missed games on, like, he hasn't been the Eli guy that we need, but I, I, that's crazy thing to think that you'll ever get a quarterback who will never miss a start his whole entire career unless you force him to sit. Like, that's crazy talk to think that way, especially in a sport like NFL. So, for me, Daniel Jones is the only untouchable. He's the only person that's proven to me that he actually wants to go out there every week and get it done. Everybody else is expendable because I could – Shepard can do what Tony does. Tony can do almost what Shepard does. You know, if Galladay could do with uh, what any other receiver could do, if they could find a way to catch the ball. So everybody's expendable at this point. But to me, the only untouchable is Daniel Jones. That's literally it. Maybe Andrew Thomas, because he's starting to come around. And and to have a left tackle, uh, that's very important. To have a solid left tackle for years to come, that's super important, especially for him and the quarterback to have that connection. So those two are probably untouchables, but everybody else can go. <laughs> All right. Do you agree with that, Sean? Um, I agree that it's a short list. I, I would agree with Daniel Jones and Andrew Thomas. I mean, your franchise quarterback and left tackle, you you want to keep them there for a long time. And then the only other three names I'd put in there is Kadarius Toney. I mean, he's he's showing that he's a dynamic playmaker with the ball in his hand, so I, I wouldn't want to give him up. Uh, and then on the defense side of the ball, Aziz Ojalari, we talked about him earlier, but, I mean, we haven't had a solid pass rusher since really JPP. 
So I, or at least homegrown pass rusher since JPP. So we, we got to st- stay with him. And then Xavier McKinney would be my other guy. Uh, he's been really good in coverage this year. He's been good, uh, especially, you know, in, in the run as well. So I, I think that he's a solid safety. He, I think he's a really good piece uh, for this Giants defense moving forward. So uh, those are the five guys. But I, I agree that it's it's definitely not a huge list that because um, I, I think that not everyone is untouchable in this. I think there's a lot of guys that could be dealt. All right. Joe, last week you said that the Giants should trade Saquon Barkley to the Ravens. Is that still your pick for the Giants? Is that still what you think the Giants should do? No, they're so good now. <laughs> We're going on a run. I Listen, I don't want them to trade Saquon Barkley. I want them to get good and, and become a good franchise and, you know, I still stand by my I hated the Odell Beckham trade. I mean, when you have a guy that can play football like that, you know, maybe instead of putting up with his crap, maybe they should have been a little tougher with the guy um, and and helped him get his act together because that's big time talent. And they have Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham on the same field in the same game on the same team would have would have really been a major advantage for the Giants. Okay, so, you know, and and what has happened since Odell left? Well, they had to go out and get offensive weapons because they lost one of the absolute best in the NFL. I don't care about what happened in Cleveland. I'm talking about what happened in New York because it was nothing but good stuff. Okay, so I want to see this team get it together. I love Saquon Barkley. My son finally wore his Saquon jersey the other day. He was so excited the Giants won, and then I told him Saquon didn't even play. Um, how do you notice? <laughs> <laughs> Him and Devontae Booker kind of look the same. I don't Numbers want there too. to get rid of Saquon, but I do want. I mean, listen, like Sean said, I think that list is about all the guys he said: uh, Ojalari, McKinney, Jones. You know, I don't. I don't think there's a Tony. I don't think there's a ton of guys that you wouldn't at least you wouldn't take a phone call on. There's not a lot of guys, and and that, like I said, I love Logan Ryan. If they called, I'd be like, "What are you offering?" It's easy to say no, but I got to hear what they have to say. But when you're talking about the guys that you're building on, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's definitely the list. Um, I would hate to see Saquon go, but again, if you get blown away, if somebody wants to throw a firsty out there for it, definitely, definitely. I'd take that. You know what I mean? I would take that in a heartbeat. You wouldn't mind three number one picks next year, Zay. You could do uh, a lot any, of damage. Any, you could turn a team it. around. Anyone would take it, but nobody's giving. No one's giving a first round pick. Oh, I understand. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But, I don't think it would happen. I understand I, that. I, hop on that. I understand third. that. But listen, Deshaun Watson. They think they're getting three first for a guy who's about to go to prison for the rest of his life. If that okay. guy's worth three, okay. I think my generational talent's worth one. Again, you put it out there. If they don't get it, you just keep them. But I, I, again, I, I, I would, I would at least want to hear. Um, I would want to hear what teams have to say and what they would be willing to do. And if you can get two teams interested, you could certainly drive that price up. Yeah. Well, speaking of interested teams, of course, it know, would help if he was healthy. But you know, <laughs> is that the move you're saying with this week, Saquon to the Ravens? Is that? Well, now I want to do Saquon to the Chiefs because I think maybe the Chiefs need him more. Or even Saquon to the Bills. I think the list of teams that could really use that guy is growing um, exponentially. With a New York championship. That'd be great. Yeah, just do it in the the red, white, and the blue still. I can get down with that. 
keep them close. The, the Bills might even give you a first because I mean that that's going to be a, a a high first round draft pick. So they might give it to you just because I mean it's high. But Sean, what's a move you think the Giants can make? Um, Dexter Lawrence. I know you guys had pushback on it, but I. I just I, I think it's time to move on from him. And I, I mean we brought the team up before, but I think a team like the Chiefs would I mean would be able to help because Chris Jones has moved outside to the end this year. They don't really have a night a, a good presence uh, in the middle of that defense. And obviously I don't think that's the number one need for them. I think they still need help in the secondary. Uh I think that's their biggest need, but Dexter Lawrence could definitely come in and help that defense. So uh Chiefs, if you want to throw us a second, third rounder, bring it on over. We'll 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 give you a big Dexy. Again, Sean, it's not like I'm not open to hearing what they got to offer. You know what I mean? Like I said, anybody could go. If you got you got the right price, I definitely want to hear what you got to say. All right. I mean, I'm not mad at those. Zay, where do you have Evan Ingram going? Anywhere. Shit, you can send him to Canada for all I care. No, honestly... It's so hard. I don't want to put him on any team. I, you know what it is? I don't want to be the person that gives Evan Ingram to anybody because I really think he's that bad of a player. And it's like just he's a 600 yard pro bowler or something like that's terrible. Like they literally gave you pro bowler because they couldn't find nobody else to give it to. That's literally what it comes down to when you do that. For me, I, I, I said you could send him anywhere, but I think it's Sterling Shepard. I want gone. I'm telling you, I want him gone. I don't care if we have to get rid of one of get rid of our first round pick because that Chicago pick is looking like it's going to be a top 10 pick. If Justin Fields continues to play quarterback, that'll probably be a top 10 pick for us somewhere. But the giants pick, like you said, like Joe says, we can sneak it to the playoffs and that's the 21st pick or whatever the heck it is. Get rid of it. Get rid of Sterling Shepard. The Eagles got an offensive lineman on the block. I'm sure somebody else got something out there. Let's get it going and get some value for this team. Cause like I said, they went on Monday. We're pushing. We're pushing for the division. No matter how we see it, guys are still playing for their jobs. These guys still got to feed their families, and they're going to go after the division. So I think that you could get rid of him. You get rid of Shepard. You get rid of that first-round pick if you think you got a shot at actually running for this division. And then maybe Evan Ingram, and you package that for something. Like I said, Eagles got offensive. They got, I believe, Peters is offensive lineman they have on the block. There are players out there that we can get and we can fill it. Obviously, it's going to be difficult to make a trade with the Eagles in the same division. But again, somebody's got to have offensive linemen out there for us or defensive pass rusher. Yannick Ngakwe, is he still out there somewhere? Somebody's got to be there. You know, I, and I, I think like you, Joe, you mix that with a, a these a Ojalari, and you have all those other guys. We could make a run for the division. I'm sorry. So I'm not ready. To You're not wrong, this, dude. And I tell you what, no I, I, I could not agree with you more if they win on Monday night that it will definitely be. Let's go for it. Like, ah, all right, here we go. So, yeah, now I see it. I can't see a big trade package. I'm sorry. I don't see us doing that much. No, it's football. I mean, we don't trade that much in football. <laughs> no, I, I, the, I could see them doing that. Like, Making a push, but like I said, I don't think there's any necessarily anyone really willing to tango as far as like offensive linemen. Melvin Ingram's on the block. <laughs> there are guys out there that we could get to put around on defense, offensive line, and, and make it work. You don't think? Uh, you don't think uh, Saquon's coming back? Rent Marlon Mack. 
do something because I can't continue to watch Booker at running back. That's terrible. It's really bad. He gets like four yards. It is not very inspired. Yeah, he is not. I don't necessarily know if it's all Booker's fault. That that O-line has not been able to get any sort of run blocking going. No, you can't. They look good at times with with Saquon out there. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've both had injuries since then. I mean, that's true. Daniel Jones runs for pretty good yards. At the end of the day, I think the problem is, and uh, Jared, I see Jared Jones chiming in here. Yeah, listen, this is a team that has never fully committed to a rebuild. It's been literally since 2012, with the exception of throwing money at this in 16. It's been a hybrid, like we're competing and kind of trying to start over. Uh, but they've never fully committed to it. And here we are. And yeah, I mean, I like Zay said, I think you're a Chiefs upset from this team. Uh, again, sort of shifting gears and thinking, you know, we could make the playoffs. But again, if you if you don't think you could beat the teams that are in the playoffs, it, does that really benefit your team? Yeah. I mean, it, jobs. And that's what it, it does. <laughs> I think the Giants, you, you got to just keep playing and you got to look more for the 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 future down the line rather than the immediate future. Yeah, listen, yes. I don't mean to say that they should try to lose. I don't I'm no, not yeah. saying that. But I mean, if this team were to go out and package something up and try to bring somebody in here, a, a pass rusher or another offensive lineman, I don't know that. I don't know that I want to burn next year's number one draft pick, one of those two picks, Mm-mm. to bring somebody in to a team that you know might be three and five uh, I would. on Tuesday. I would a draft pick, yeah, because you are from it's the unproven. school of Dave Gettleman. A, a draft pick is unproven. Look, Saquon Barkley, a high draft it's pick, hasn't done anything for us. Like I, I hate to put it like that. Kadarius Tony was a higher draft pick who's doing something for he, he's looked like he's going to give me more value later on than Saquon Barkley is right now. Like, and he's a higher pick. He's not a top 10 pick. So if you can get rid of those top picks, then do it. So a guy you, do, Stop you, you can't just passes. be throwing around first round Stop. picks like that. No, what do you do? Rams is you keep, you have it's as many Rams, shots though. as you can. To hit. The They're Giants already have two first round picks. But your you package, who are they? Evan. Who are they? They could be two bucks. No, that next year. That's what I'm getting. That's what I'm saying. You got to keep throwing as many darts as you can to hit the bullseye. So you package Evan Ingram and Darius Slayton, both long, both uh, big play targets, long down the field guys. You send them to New Orleans for their first round pick. Jameis loves to throw the ball down the field. You love to have those two. Uh, have targets that's not out of the backfield as Alvin Kamara, and there you go. You're better for the future. So you think more picks, loading up on picks, and just picking a bunch of unproven guys is going to make us win. Have you not seen that we cannot pick the right people? Have we not seen this? This is is why we're sitting here, because we've had a ton of picks, and we just haven't hit on them. Okay. I'm to the point where I really get some proven guys in here who know what they're doing. Barkley. Who Barkley, Barkley, who's you had defended, one good year you defended Lawrence. A number that two pick who's had one good year for Daniel you. Jones. Daniel Jones, it's the one guy that I'd say hit, and he's hitting. You still question him. You just defended Dexter Lawrence when people Sean still question him, him every week. 
Okay. Andrew Thomas? He wants Dexter Dexter Lawrence going. He's a top 15 pick or top 17 or whatever the heck he was. And he just defended him. Bro, I (laughs) want to get rid of these picks. I want proven guys. That's what I want. I want proven guys. Yeah, but the thing about no, the thing about number one picks is that you get them on uh, w- for way cheaper, and you get them for five years. That's well. Now listen, to be that's fair, what the value look, of a first round pick gives you. Okay, what but, have what have the uh, the L.A. Rams don't have a number one pick until the year twenty forty five or some nonsense like that because they've just been dishing out first round picks to go out and get like Zay said, proven commodities. Um, but that's what you do when your team is a guy or two away from being a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, when you have a good not team, when you're yeah. chasing a wild card. I mean, again, I, I, I and I'm listen, Zay. That's a Super Bowl contender roster. The Giants. Have. Gettleman will do that, that because that's roster. Gettleman's mindset. I I don't like it, but I do. I could see them doing that, and it's it's not right, but it's hopeful. Unhealthy, I would say playoff contender. With the right coaching, I think that's a Super Bowl contender. You talk about that defense was a number one defense, was a top 10 defense last year. If they could find form again and you can get that offense going with someone who can mix it up and make it look good, because we've seen the offense be able to score and we've seen them be able to score a ton of points, that team could play with anybody in the league. I don't understand why they wouldn't be a Super Bowl contender. If that defense, they're not, they're not, they're not there yet. I, I agree, they could they're be. They're not there yet. That, like I said, yeah. the defense could regain that form from last year somehow, some way. But they haven't like, yet up until last week. That's like, yeah. But again, sometimes it just takes a week to turn it on. I've seen we've seen it last year. The Giants went one and whatever the first couple weeks. Defense turned it on. Top ten defense, rest of the league. The Giants are making a push at the division. Obviously, they lost it the last game because of the Eagles being funny or whatever they were doing. But that's. Really, what it comes down to, the Giants have an offense that can play with teams. If the defense could turn it on, the Giants would not be in the position they're in right now. But even, even like they were so close, they were obviously that Eagles went away from uh, being in the playoffs, but they also went six and ten. You can't call a, yeah. a six and ten team a, a, Again, a Super Bowl contender. We and there were the I, I think had the worst issues this last year. year struggles at the offensive tackle position, struggle injuries on both sides. Hernandez never became what we thought he was going to become last year. Pert. Obviously started and he came back, got to the bench and he came back. He was having all types of ups and down issues. And obviously Nate Soldier didn't play for us because of COVID. Thank God he didn't play for us, but the line still was looking terrible. You and that's what affected the offense. And that's why the defense was great. The issue last year with the defense was on the field way too long because the offense couldn't score. Now we have reverse of that this year, where sometimes the offense is scoring, but the defense can't stop anybody. And that's what the issue we're running into. If that defense can stop someone and the Giants offense can score like they're scoring, they can play with anybody in the league. There's a lot I don't of think there's a team that they can't that is, I don't know what year this is going to happen, but I predict in the future the Giants will be the first team to go 9-8 and eight and then win the Super Bowl. That's probably believable, though. That's a that's a then then and again, and this is why you know. Listen, it, it, we would be stupid to sit here and say the Giants are a Super Bowl contender. But the stupid thing is, is I think the Giants could beat most teams on most days if healthy, if healthy. And if they again, they have to play the way they played last week. That is like that's how New York Giants football is played. You got to convert on third down and stop the other team on third down. You win the time of possession by running the football. 
and then you pressure the quarterback, try to get a turnover. That's how you win New York Giant football games. That's how it's been since 1925. That's yep. what this team has to do. They've got the guys to do it. Blake Martinez and Jabril Peppers being out, to me, means the Giants have a, a, about a 5% chance of winning the wild card. It's going to be a lot harder to do that with those two studs out of that that defensive lineup, probably for the rest of the year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I think I don't trade anybody at the deadline, and I get this team healthy, and I come back next year, and I load up with those two first-round draft picks, and I make sure that I've addressed my offensive line I find someone to compliment old Jalari on the outside because I agree, Sean. I think this kid's like a stud, and I think that he's going to be good for this team for a really long time. I think the Giants are a 2022 Super Bowl contender. As long as they spend the rest of this year getting things figured out, getting people healthy, and then getting Daniel Jones in games with Saquon Barkley and Kadarius Toney and Kenny Galladay, allowing these guys to get the chemistry Everybody else in the league seems to have. And then you come at this thing hard in 2022 again with some with some couple of number one picks. You go out there, get a nice draft. Maybe you got a little bit of free agent money. You could really make this a much better football team, one that could win this division and actually be a Super Bowl contender all in one. I'd like that. I mean, I need that. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. I mean, we spent an hour and 25 minutes on the Giants. I know we are a Giants football podcast, but we do got to get on to some other stuff with that being our best bets. And you got to bet responsibly. And to help manage your money, make sure you check out JPEX Financial Group. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but you don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? And how often do you think about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies, doing the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident with your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website or give us a call at 860-430-5397. All right, now let's get into best bets. Sean, still on top. What's going on? And... uh, I mean, it's still really close. Only a two-game uh, two lead over Zay. Anything can happen. We're not even halfway through the season. Wait, I got a gripe. What do you I'm got? Sure Rissa, I'm almost sure Rissa came on and said it, it was three and a half for Denver, but all right. What? I think he said it was plus three for Denver. I think he said we, we had it at two. I think we had it at plus two. He said it was Where plus three. Three. Huh? We're at three. I, I, I mean, we can go back and do that, but uh, we'll figure. I it like out. that you're pleading your case. Yeah. I, I, uh, no, I, I believe he said it was plus three. I mean, I covered. <laughs> if there's if there's been a wrong, it will be righted. Yes, yes, sir. But uh, Sean, you're in the top. 
Let's start off with you. You got the Seahawks getting it done against the Jags. Ooh. I do. I think that Geno Smith, um, I think that he's played pretty well, ex- you know, except for obviously, you know, he gives up that fumble at the end of the Steelers game. And then um, the game before that, the Rams, he has that pick late. But he, other than that, he's played pretty well. They just haven't been able to finish. And I think three points is – I. It, I think that's more than enough for, for the Jaguars. I mean, the Jaguars, obviously, they beat the Dolphins, um, and then they're coming off a bye, but the Dolphins are terrible. I mean, this Jaguars team is still awful, and the Seahawks' defense has been playing a lot better as of late, especially the past two weeks. So I think if they're able to shut down James Robinson in the run game, I think that they can go out and uh, put up some points. And Geno Smith, like I said, uh, he hasn't been playing that bad, really just some some games that they weren't able to finish. So I, I think that they're able to finish it off this week, and I, I could see them winning by a touchdown in this game. So, um yeah, and, and, and look at the record, 5-2. and two. Uh, Betting's now legal in uh, Connecticut, so if you're in Connecticut, even if you're not, make sure you punch this one in because you're going to want to ride with my picks and uh, go make some money. So, yeah, Seahawks minus three. Uh, I like this pick. Uh, in his last seven starts, Geno Smith is 7-0 and against the spread. So, Ooh, but I love to hear that. <laughs> and, I mean, the way they shut down Alvin Kamara's run game, Jacksonville really has to get it going with uh, Robinson for them to be successful. and So, yeah, I love this pick. But, uh, all right, Joe. You got the big number. Oh. I thought about that, too. I thought about that one. I thought about that one. See that four? Yeah, listen, they beat this team 35 to nothing in Miami in week two. I don't think 13 and a half is too much for the Bills in this one. I think this one's going to be a very similar kind of game. I think this is going to be like a like a 40 to nothing kind of game. So, yeah, this is a huge point spread for an NFL game. You're going to want to jump all over this. Here comes a revenge game. Uh, I mean, in Buffalo, yeah. I just don't see this happening. I mean, I, I don't see any way. By the way, Justin D'Onofrio was on that pick today on Sports Talk with R&J. And Justin yeah. does not. Does not mess around. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's a great pick. I mean, I don't know, but the, it's a big number. I mean, last last week I was scared to take Arizona with the big number, and I took the over instead, and that ended up biting me in the ass. So maybe, maybe you got a point there, Joe. But, uh, <laughs> Zay, you got the Broncos again. Yeah, man, they can't. I, I need gotta gotta re up on that one. They gotta let me. They can't let me down this time. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know anybody can lose to Washington. They've looked terrible lately. Washington has the worst defense <laughs> in the NFL, statistically speaking. If you can believe that, with all the talent they have on that team, again, we would reach for another player on their team who just isn't panning out that great anyway. I, I know you guys. T- he's good, but. Chase Young hasn't really panned out. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take the Broncos in this one. Hopefully they can redeem me. I think this one is going to be at home. I think Washington going there is going to be make this a little more better for the bet. So I think this will work this time. They're not traveling across the country. I think this will work this time. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's hard to play in Denver with the altitude. But for me, I said it. I got the Giants plus 10. 10's a big number, I think. With how bad this Chiefs defense is, 
Giants are going to not settle for field goals. They're going to score touchdowns, and I think they're going to keep it close. Even if the Giants lose, I think it is going to be by a field goal or at least one touchdown. I don't see this being a blowout because the Chiefs are – I mean, the Chief, like I said last week, Giants play well against middle-of-the-pack teams, and they get blown out by Super Bowl contenders. Chiefs this year are no longer a Super Bowl contender. They're a middle-of-the-pack team, so I think the Giants – Keep it close. This game will probably tell you more about the Chiefs than it will about the Giants. Yeah, I guess so. You, I mean, listen, if, if let's say the Giants win, then we definitely know where Kansas City ranks, and that's on the lower half of the NFL. If they win a close game against the Giants, say they, they pull one out, well, they're a middle-of-the-pack decent team. If they can't blow out the Giants – like the Rams and Cowboys before them, I think it gives you a better idea of exactly what their status is like in the NFL. And if I'm being honest, I'm not optimistic for the for the Chiefs. I, I tell you, I, I'm liking all this. I'm liking all this. By the way, Chase I Young, one and a half thing. sacks on the season for Chase Young. Yeah, He's defensive player of the year, Joe. But, uh, Big right. second half. Big second half. Yeah, let's see. But uh, all right, let's go. Fantasy locks now. Oh, brother. At least I'm winning. Trevor won it. Trevor won it last week. Alvin Kamara. But I mean, I'm pretty good at this. Yeah. You're in second. I'm right behind. Sean, you've really picked it up with with the running backs. Wait, can we just stick out Steve for one second? Steve <laughs> made a made his uh, yearly appearance on John about the G Man. So he could make the SpongeBob Square pick of the week in Pat Mahomes, and he walks away with like the same kind of numbers the Denver Broncos defense brought home. <laughs> Poor Steve. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn, yeah. But uh, I mean, it was still pretty close. I mean, no, it's not. I stink at this. Yeah, I mean. Dude, it's yeah, so hard. I should, just, I should hard. just leave the show after best bets. And yeah. Just let the, let Sean, you know what happens? You know what you, you tend to do is you pick that guy where, like, it's such a blowout that they pull the guy at halftime. And so, like, he never – you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think you're picking poorly. I think, like, circumstances is really what generally does you win. Looks like the, the circumstances have been happening. <laughs> <laughs> hey, circumstances. hey you, you've been doing pretty damn well with the running backs. And, I'm, and I'm sticking, sticking with my, with my running back strategy, yeah. Yeah, so Joe Mixon, uh, he's been having a solid year. Obviously, the Bengals have had a surprise year. I think that the passing game is a huge part of their offense, but Joe Mixon has also been doing really well. That offensive line has been playing a lot better this year, and the Jets' defense against the run has been good this year, so – Joe Mixon, uh, I don't say it with a lot of confidence seeing my fantasy score this year, but I'm going to stick with the running back strategies and hopefully in closer and closer into those standings. So, uh, Joe, Joey boy, let's get it done. Dude, you know, not to mention with Mike White starting for the Jets, I assume there's not going to be a lot of sustained drives, which means a lot more Bengals on the field. And you yeah. can't have Joe Burrow throw the ball 75 <laughs> times. There's a good Especially, chance Mixon yeah. – Dude, Joe Mixon probably gets 25 carries in the game. He's also, I think, fourth on this team in receptions, so he's become a big part of the passing game. I like this. Mixon against the Jets. 
Oh, the only thing that could stop Joe Mixon in this game is the turf at MetLife. Mm. Mm. Stop mm. everybody. It does eat people up sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I like it otherwise. It's a good pick. But uh, all right, on to you, Joe. Doubling down on the Bills. Going drop. Yeah, three hundred seventy-five yards, four touchdowns. He'll run for eighty yards and another score. I don't know what more you want. Josh Allen's gonna light up them Dolphins. You done jinxed him. He gonna he gonna throw three touchdowns. Hundred eighty-two yards, three picks. Yeah, it's gonna be like a Tennessee versus Jets type of game. He's gonna play like Tannehill. It's gonna be terrible. 10 oh, carries, 17 oh. yards. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be that because I picked him. And then next week he'll throw for 500 yards. Watch. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, the only way I don't see Josh Allen going off is if it's like snowing and they just have to run the ball. No Again, it could be 28 nothing at halftime. Right? Out. He's throwing a couple of touchdowns. Maybe the defense puts one in. Yeah, they go to Trubitsky for the second half. And I'm sitting there screaming at the TV, you bastards. No, the, the running backs will go off. The running backs will score all the touchdowns. Just well, have because I talk so much crap about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Right. Moss, yeah, Moss and oh, Singletary both crack 100. Games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, that'd be hilarious. Uh, that would oh, figure. dear football gods, let that happen. <laughs> I'll tell you to watch that. I'll watch the Bills game to watch <laughs> All right, Zay, you went Kyler Murray last week to get the win of, amongst us. Now you're going as target, DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, yes, Packers. because the Packers will be without two weapons in Lazard, and they will be out without um Jesus Christ. What is Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, yes, excuse me. Yeah, um, <laughs> Devontae Adams will also be out, so I think the Cardinals will get a ton of offensive opportunities, and I think DeAndre Hopkins will surgically take apart that defense, which not that great in Green Bay. They really rely on Aaron Rodgers. So for me, I think this will be where I put this fantasy lock thing to rest and start to pull away, guys. Sorry. I like this one a lot, too. I don't know about that. The thing with uh, Kyler Murray is, I mean, in the Cardinals, he's been distributing it so well. Yeah. I mean, it isn't, I mean DeAndre Hopkins hasn't necessarily had like any real huge games. No one's really done anything all, it's coming. All, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe. But, I mean, if it were going to happen, it'd probably be against the Texans, you know, the revenge game and everything. But, yeah, we'll see. Well, don't and, think, man. Short week, I hope it's short, short turnaround week. Things will be good for them. Don't worry about it, bro. All right, yeah. Don't think, bro. We'll It'll see. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm trying to get back to the top. I mean, I need that dub. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get back to the top. Kirk, Christian Kirk, yeah. I mean, AJ Green, too. He's oh, been I killing he me. Me. Ron Moore. Wait, Sean, what did you think he meant? Captain I Kirk. I about Kirk Cousins. I was like, what the <laughs> hell? Yeah. <laughs> watch Cousins. out for Kirk Cousins. He's going to finally figure yeah, it out. Yeah, he's going to line your I forgot we were talking about the Cardinals for a second. I just he's going to line it up against Dallas this week. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that's Jared's team, too. I was going to say, what do you think? All right. I, know, I know Jared's smarter than that. Talking yeah. About yeah. yeah. Hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, uh, all right, to round it off, I got Justin Herbert getting it done at home against the Pats. 
Uh, I don't see any way the Pats defense stops him. Maybe Judon. There's no way the Pats through. defense is going into L.A. and stopping <laughs> Justin <laughs> Herbert. I got it. I got no. it. You said it backwards, but I know what you meant. Because I was yeah. actually going to explain stuff. But, uh, no, I mean, the only bright spot on the Patri- Patriots defense has been Matthew Judon. And I, I, I think with this Chargers O-line, Slater – it has been great. I think, and even the addition of Lindsey at center, like that, that those have been, that's been really big. And I don't, I don't see them. I don't see Judon being able to get to Herbert. I think he has all the time in the world, and he just picks apart the, this porous Pat, Patriots d- defense. And yeah, and the rest is history. I, I this is an easy four hundred yard plus game for them. Let me tell you something. Because yeah. I'm, you know, I'm always on this guy. I'm always on him. I got him on one of my fantasy teams. But I have Justin Herbert. You know how I feel about this guy. He does not play well against good defenses. So this is going to boil down to this is going to tell us how good or bad that Patriots defense is. He's also been a little inconsistent this year, but what he has done is win, and which is the thing about Justin Herbert. I complained about last year. I said the guy's got to win more games. He's been doing that not necessarily in the same fashion he was last year. But I do agree with you, Jace. I do think this is going to be – I think he's due for a big week, and I think that Patriots defense is probably due for a pounding because they've been playing, uh, I think, a little out of their element. Okay. I mean, you said he plays bad against good defenses. He put 47 up on the Browns defense. The Browns defense Browns isn't defense good. Is terrible. Stop what are, you, are we watching? Stop it. Again, dude, this is <laughs> this is my thing, right? Is it terrible? You, you, we can spend all day talking about how good the Chiefs have been for the last four years. It's not translated to this year. Washington's defense is 32nd, seven games in. It's not gonna it's not gonna become a top five defense. In the next 10 games, it's not. It is what it is at this point. We're about halfway through the season. You you are what you are. Yeah. I, I mean, at this point, I really do think that. It's it's going to be hard for any team to complain. The only team that can generally do it, the Giants. They always find those weird ways to do it, but I don't know. The Browns are not a good team. They're, they're, a, they're a real mess over there. So... Yeah, but defense oh, isn't the problem for the Browns. No, the, 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 we we know what the problem is. His name yeah, is Baker Mayfield. Um, yes. And injuries are a real problem there as well. But yeah. that defense, that defense has been getting lit up a lot by a lot of people. There's something, something's not right in Cleveland. I don't know what happened in Washington. I don't know what happened in Cleveland, but I'm going to stop saying those are good defenses until they play like good defenses. All right. Uh-huh. Dude, because from the same look, the same mentality. The Giants are a good defense because they were really good laying. Well, we see what happens when it just doesn't translate over this year. Something ain't right. It's the same thing in Washington, and it's the same thing. It just is. So I don't know. I don't. I, I, Cleveland. I don't know. Figure it out. But you don't give up forty-seven points and tell me that's a good defense because the answer is no. They're good defense on paper. Yeah. The Giants, the Redskins, good, clear. good defense. There's a lot paper. of good defenses on paper, and they're not playing like they're supposed to be. All right, all right, I'll take that. But uh, that said, I do think Herbert's going to light them up. 
Oh so yeah, I agree that with means- you there. I do think you're gonna. I think you're gonna get what you're looking for. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. The Pats' defense is, is atrocious. It's very bad. I mean, I don't know why they traded Stephon Gilmore. That's that's absurd. That's ridiculous. But uh, it's not here or there. But uh, that's gonna do it for the show. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. I mean, we jam packed this one full of giant stuff. So hell yeah. The number one Giants football podcast, despite what anyone else says. You know it's here. But uh, that's thank you for Joe, Sean, Zay, and myself, Jace, for watching and listening. Make sure you ch- check out clovercrestmedia.com for a bunch of other sports podcasts, posting up podcasts, which features myself, Zay, and Sean. Roll call podcast if you're a Yankees fan. Uh, you don't Joe. have to. You don't got to listen to that one. <laughs> Uh, throwing jabs featuring myself and Joe talking about all combat sports. And if sports isn't your forte, uh, wh- why are you watching this? But also, we got a lot of true, co- true crime and political shows on there as well. So make sure you check out clovercrestmedia.com. And big thanks to JPEX Financial Group and Mosquito Shield for sponsoring today's episode. Make sure when you sign up for Mosquito Shield for this upcoming spring, let them know drawing about the G-Man and Clovercrest Media sent you, and you can get a discount. So we'll see you next week for more John about the G-Man, and let's hope the Giants can get a dub again. Let's go, Giants. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meat, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. Find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.